0: Discover the Power Within Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World
1: This one is called The Pants. Take
2: 8.
3: Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio.
4: Welcome to The Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Oh, boy. You know what, Ed? What? I'm Thinking
1: Thankfully. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness. All right. Thinking Thankfully with Matt Pazzarelli is the name of the show. Thinking thankfully tunes us into a higher frequency. We transcend our problems and gain a sense of joyful anticipation. This quiet joy is contagious. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that when we choose to be thankful, we receive inspired ideas that renew our minds and improve our circumstances. And during the second segment, spiritual playboy Matt Passamorelli (laughs) joins the show to read and discuss today's daily word, which is... Playful. All
4: right, are we going to kick off with our three breaths today? Well, can I say something real quick? Yes. What inspired this,
1: the idea for the show was I was going to your meditation.
4: Oh, that's right.
1: And I thought to myself, I was walking in there and I was thinking, hmm, drink, drank, sink, sank, think, thank. I thought, I thought to myself, there has got to be a connection between thinking and thanking. And I I mentioned that to a few people at the meditation, and they kind of laughed. But Daryl and I know.
4: Well, someone said, "Well, it's nice, but that's not that's not the case." No,
1: because thought is thought or whatever you know is what the past tense is. But I was like, there has to be a connection. So we looked it up, and indeed there is a connection. Funniest thing. Yeah. So Daryl. Where, what did you do? Looked it up here and you found this on the internet there?
4: Yeah, this is actually the origin
1: thankful of... Thankful and thinkful. Yes. The etymological appendix at the end of my dictionary suggests that think and thank are related. It has taken me a long time to connect my thinking and my thinking, especially to think before I thank and thank before I think. If you have anything to share, I'd be thankful. I'm already thankful in anticipation. Think and thank are indeed etymologically related and have as as a common ancestor the ancient Indo-European root tong, meaning feel or think. The prehistoric root was the source of a proto-Germanic word reconstructed as thankas, which gave us the old English words, thankin, to think, to conceive in the mind, thought, thank, meaning thought, goodwill, gratitude, like thanksian, to thank, and thinking to seem or to appear, so it was all the the idea of thinking was all th- being thoughtful and thankful. That's right, and and that's what exactly I realized that when we're thankful, it means we're taking the time to be thoughtful about things that have happened in our life and appreciate, which means to magnify the value of in our in our awareness. Appreciate the people that do, and the the circumstances, and and the the God too, the way God we call it connecting the dots, really. So thinking and thanking, they really are the same thing, being thoughtful about all the good. Because when we think about things and focus on them, we get more of them. It magnifies them in our experience. So that's when Daryl just came up with some genius breaths while we were eating Al's hot chicken, getting ready for well, the show. Well, because
4: we really need to, to remember to be thinking, thankfully— when things start to seem odd That's or frustrating. Right.
1: right, because those things set off our inner defense mechanisms. We, feel like we, get, we might feel like some old ideas. We're getting cheated. There's not enough for us. We get ins- inspiration, really, to do things that may not be in our best interest. So the best thing to do in those times, even when uh, it seems odd and we can't make sense of it, is to just take a breath <sighs> and say, thank you, God. So let's take a deep breath. Ah, when things seem odd, start
4: thanking God. Ah, when things seem odd, start thanking God. Ah, ah,
1: when when things seem odd, start thanking God. We have a couple of good readings here um, and a lot to share. Daryl's got a great story about how his oddities solve themselves. I have some great examples as well. And um, I
4: turned my oddities over to godity. That's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> this
4: reading. I think that's where the word deity comes from. That's right. Godity.
1: That's right. What we're really doing is switching to a different station. The fear, the doubt, the combativeness, the self destruct all that's on this fear, down and worry frequency, the station. Over here is where the solutions lie. Yes. That's where thankfulness, appreciation, even though things don't seem to be going our way, we, uh, we, we are able to switch over to this greater understanding. Because we've been through this a million times where things didn't seem to be going our way. That's why the show is called Funniest Thing. We step out boldly. We apply faith and thankfulness, and amazing things happen on our behalf. On August 6th, from the book, A New Day, 365 Meditations for Personal and Spiritual Growth, which you can find on our reading list at DarylNed.com. Just click on the list. You can find links to all these books if you want to add them to your morning routine. Um, I hope Howard Rankin's doing his morning routine, don't you?
4: I hope everyone is.
1: Yes. Quiet minds cannot be perplexed or frightened, but go on in... Is that a fortune or misfortune at their own private pace, like a clock during a thunderstorm. Robert yes, Louis Stevenson. That's
4: a good way to think, because when my mind's at peace, it does go along like a th- clock in a thunderstorm. That's
1: so true. I love that. And to think of that, we can set our, our the clock in our mind to, to that peace. Sometimes it seems that a, conti- a committee of doomsayers has taken over my mind, filling it with negative thoughts that have no basis in reality. The longer I allow the committee to remain in session, the louder and more threatening it becomes, and the more tense and anxious I become. Thankfully, I have a choice in the matter these days. I've already switched stations insofar as my lifestyle and attitudes are concerned, and it's become much easier to tune our fearful and undesirable thoughts. So, more importantly, I am learning to quiet my mind. I do so not only from the immediate relief it brings, for the immediate relief it brings, but in preparation for a long term benefit. When I quiet my mind, I become ready for God's guidance to be revealed to me. Through my trust in Him, I achieve calmness even during times of great stress, even when those all around me are agitated. I achieve calmness which is constructive of good in my life. I achieve calmness and in the process become once and again. Grateful for God's power and grace. And it says, strive for a quieter mind, which just means practice your morning routine. That's one thing. Give them a quick breakdown of the morning routine, because, man, if without the morning routine, this stuff, we wouldn't be able to do the show.
4: Yes. (laughs) It's very simple. I mean, um, success begins when we say kind things to ourselves, and the best time to start doing that is in the morning. Yes. Yes. And what we're talking about a morning routine is not some Olympian type ritual. We're talking about something simple that you can do right before you race out the day de- race out into your day. Instead of just jumping out of bed, throwing down your coffee and you know setting the alarm clock so you know I got just enough time to put on my like a fireman, put on my boots, throw on my raincoat and run out. We're saying give yourself at least 10, 15 minutes, maybe even a half an hour. Yes. So before you race into the shower and everything else that you just have your coffee, you sit in a spot that you enjoy in your home, on your couch or anywhere that you like away from the family, well, hopefully they're still sound asleep and you read a few of your favorite spiritual books. If you don't know of any, you could go to our reading list. And you'll find a number of them to choose from. Yes. And just start reading from those books as the fog is clearing from your mind and you're you're drinking your coffee. And then you're going to find that your thoughts now start moving in a more optimistic manner without you coercing them. Because reading these positive spiritual or inspirational meditation readers in the morning, they're not trying to convince us of a lie that I'm going to think positive. What they're doing is they're getting our mind to flow with the positive stream of life that it's yes. already flowing in a positive right stream. And that the reason we feel we have to race and hurry is because our thinking is out of alignment with that stream. It's yes. It's not in harmony with it. And, you know, hurry is a, is a um, symptom of a belief in lack. Right. Not enough time. There's not enough this. There's not enough that. I'm not good enough. So we're saying by doing this, just a few minutes in the morning, you will find things starting to really correspond in a positive way with your new attitude each morning. And it's, it, it, happens, it happens seemingly unprovoked, because that's the law of the universe that's the spiritual law that all these great people talked yes. about
1: yes yeah because you direct the only the only, the thing that's really gonna that really turn the turns the light bulb on inside me is when it, when i see for the or i get a sense of the truth of who i am it's not something that i i'm constructing it's like i'm letting my thoughts fall right. calm down so, and i get a direct experience of life and there's nothing that is, that's the most effective thing. All of this stuff, like listening to this stuff, just reminds us.
4: To keep to, practicing.
1: To keep it. practicing and that it's there. And then when we do listen to podcasts and su- such during the day, we're already prepared. Like I say it's like breaking the rocks in the soil of our mind. Like in a garden, you're, you first you got to break up the top hard part so that then the soil becomes fertile for these ideas.
4: Well, and then like listening to these podcasts and or reading something spiritual in the middle of your day to refresh your browser—that's just like watering the garden now, because wow. you've already, by doing a morning routine, we've broken up the soil and we've planted yes. the seeds. That's right. So now, throughout the day, we just—it's like a gentle point. At, yes. Yeah, it's like a nice little watering, and we'll see evidence right of this. Of the, of the, we'll reap the benefits in our outer experience. Yes. As a result of just doing this little bit of effort on our part. Yeah. And
1: the other thing we do is we don't stomp on the stuff we've already been growing because we actually take time to connect with it. Yes. Them. So, Mary Cupferly and God will see you through has a great suggestion. She says, What is your need right now? Is it for healing, supply, guidance, peace? The words, Thank you, God, spoken and affirmed silently and aloud will charge your being with new assurance, peace, and the awareness that good is happening to you at this time and in this present circumstance. As you repeat, thank you, God, you will have a new feeling of oneness with the Father and a new confidence that you can meet, face, and overcome victoriously whatever needs to be met, faced, and overcome. Thankfulness is a builder and a strengthener. Thankfulness is a healer, a multiplier of the good, and a dissolver of the negative. Thankfulness is a lifter and a life giver. Thankfulness is a fortifier and a comforter. Thankfulness is an attracting power for blessings, a lightener of any load or burden, an ingredient of spirit that produces miracles in the life of anyone in any situation. And yeah, Yeah,
4: thankfulness helps us or helps me remain in the remain Cooperating with the law of least resistance. Yeah, and
1: you use this very practically with your house. Yeah. So let, let me just say one thing that I've been using it with, which takes two seconds. Which is yes, if it's, if you have a relationship like I do, like say like with, with parents or some long standing thing where you no matter what you do, you tend to get just like Something. trapped in, and yeah. it's like because your unconscious Ooh. mind has been so trained and whatever has so many patterns. Lately. I'm like, oh, should I go see my parents? Should I call? And it doesn't, none of that feels right. I take those moments when I don't know, like nothing feels inspired with regards to those relationships. And I just say to thank you uh, to my mom for being my mother. Thank you to my father for being my father. I just start thanking everyone in my life. And that actually
4: And you mean in your mind, you don't in mean, my mind. Yeah, no, no, I don't call it no, in no, my mind. You.
1: Right. Because that appreciation is transforming yes. the situation. That's been the missing ingredient. It's not how often do you see someone, it's how or, or how often do I see someone or talk to them. It's how do I hold them in my heart? Because when I do that, I feel connected with them here and now in a loving and positive and realistic way that really I can tell is transforming and I've seen evidence it's transforming those situations for the better because we don't have to suffer to transform situations it actually feels good when we're doing these things
4: well and when we do it from motivated from oh I should call because I need to be more thankful as a son then that creates all sorts of problems because it's it's what's the underlying intention
1: yeah. you know what uh, let me just finish this up to the other thing that I was gonna share about is yeah. my job because Through hearsay on Friday, I found out I was getting moved, a different position. You know, I've been with the district for 14 years. This is my 15th year. And so uh, no one had called me from the district to tell me. I just happened to talk to someone who happened to be on campus who happened
4: to talk to someone else, right? So it was just rumors and speculation. But no one said, hey, you know, in a week... You're no longer going to be right. in this classroom. You're going to be somewhere else. But yeah, yeah,
1: and confounding that, it was rumors though that were based on enough information that there was some truth to it. Like I knew there was some truth, but I didn't know the full extent, right? So, but you were never told directly no, yeah. by a supervisor. So yeah. it was tough because the 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 compulsion was one to be offended. Like how come they haven't told me? Like there's only a week before. You know all that stuff, right? Yeah. And and. To take action, start preparing for this job because the new job didn't really sound that good to me, you know, uh, to be honest. At first, I thought it was amazing, and then I go, oh man, I don't really want to do that. And then, but some, the inspired part of me, because this is what I've been using this tool, just said, has been thanking the school district for supporting me. Thank you to Casey Chabola, my principal. Thank you to everyone involved. The very people I was tempted to judge, I would just say, thank you, thank you. And I would talk to Daryl, I talked to my well, like, because it'd be—it's e- easy with rational, rational mind and plenty of reason to be like offended. Why are they doing it this way, right? And I was even—I had a talk with a parent. All these funniest things started happening, and we were saying like, if, they, if we were working for like a real important, you know, people who really knew how to run a business, they want to know what motivates you, and they want to, you know, they want you in your position that you're good at because you're motivated to be there, right? And it, but it was like, why aren't they doing that at the district? You know, like it was kind of like judgmental, but I just kept. I gotta tell you, one day I dug into the judgment hard, and the next morning I woke up so hungover and felt so disconnected yes. from myself and God that I was like, "I don't want to pretend I have a lawyer and talk to them like that. Right. I don't want
4: to do this and that. I yeah, don't, I, yeah I hear, All yeah. I
1: want to do is trust that God is is working things out. So I
4: did just that. Yeah, that's the law of non-resistance, the law of ease. Yeah, the law. Of, it's what we have an episode with John DeBerry. Yes, and he talks about this. It's meekness is not weakness. It that's means, right. It means I'm gonna, I'm gonna maintain my peace and gratitude of knowing that God is working through this situation on right. my behalf, and I, I don't need to bully my way right.
1: and I, into it. I one year ago I had the same kind of conversation, so at least God had I had that going for me because Daryl kept reminding me, and I could remind myself that I felt I thought these same things, and I wasted a lot of time wrestling only to find out that the position that they were offering me, which didn't seem right at first turned out to be a great year for me last year so i had that going i kept turning it over daryl and i went about our business i would check in with daryl or and say you think i should call no 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 don't call no 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 (laughs) i had this intuition that the one person that i thought was making some of these decisions was thinking about me and looking the reason she hadn't called me was because she wanted the perfect position for me i just it was almost like a fantasy but i just kept like you know, like uh, attaching my uh, my my wagon to that. Believe. But that's
4: a good piece of advice, because in any of the situations, the best thing I could do is, what's the happiest thought I could have in this situation? Right. And choose to believe that. And it may sound crazy if yes. you're tuned into this for the first time, but that's that's really the definition of faith.
1: It goes along with making God your partner. Yes. Because if you
4: imagine on the unseen
1: plane, there is always something or someone yes. working on your path. So short story long. I ended up meditating, not calling anyone, going about my business. I, I missed a call from my friend Chris at the district. She's, and the, she, the message said, call me back. I, want, I know there's been a lot going on. There's a lot of shifting, but I want to tell you your options. So already I knew that the job that I thought I might have to do was probably not what I was going to be doing. So thank God I didn't rush and try to set up for that job or prepare myself. Right. I talked to her. I called her. I said a prayer. I called Silent Unity. I called her. And she basically said what I had hoped, what I was affirming. She's like, I took the time because I I want everyone to be in jobs that they're good at and they're motivated to do. What do you think about this job? She was anticipating that I was going to be hard conversation, but I was like immediately on fire. She said everything that I had been hoping to hear. I told her how much I appreciated the fact that she was looking out for me. And I told her how much I was proud of myself for not giving into fear and waiting to hear from her. And now I'm on fire. I got to meet the new principal today. I'm at a new school. It's just it was a whole different experience for me today meeting that principal. I was able to tell her all about what I really believe, where I'm coming from, and she loved it and was just on fire to start working together. So, it it was switching into that thankfulness really did pave the way so I didn't shoot myself in the foot or get, you know, or sabotage or just make it difficult. You know, it, I just flowed I just dealt with my concern in my mind and kept dealing with that until everything cleared up.
4: Well, the best thing to do always is to not do anything externally right. first. Right. It's really, once we calm our mind and bring peace in the mind, then the circumstances surprisingly seem to correspond with our best Possible scenario.
1: That's exactly what happened to you with your uh, tenant in the back, with the well, with regards. Well, to that. yeah,
4: because it wasn't just the tenant. I had um, uh, pest control come and right. We talked
1: about this, started to set it up on the last show. Yeah,
4: that the you know I have a there was the neighbor's tree growing over my home onto the roof. Now Daryl uh, has
1: a. He lives in the front house. He, he owns yes. two houses on the property, and one is rented by a tenant. In the yes,
4: back. it's a two California bungalows, and yes. So uh, the pest control came, and they saw that tree, and they're like, aha, this is the culprit. You so this know? was
1: coming over the back house where he has it's a laying, Yeah, and laying and, yeah. on the roof. I did not right. You
4: couldn't—you can't see it from where you stand on the ground. So he got up there and took pictures, and I was like, oh, my, oh, so he wow. So basically,
1: you basically had a rodent highway going on. Yeah, there was a, a highway for
4: raccoons, possums, and rodents. And then they looked inside, and they found evidence that Something's been going in there. Right. Thank goodness it didn't look like it was living there. And since I had termite uh, workers in there a few months earlier, just uh, four months before, we knew it it hadn't been going on for that long. So it's good news and bad news. So instead of going, oh, why does this stuff keep happening? I had termites and this, and now that I just kept blessing it. And what needed to be done was that tree needed to be cut, and it's a neighbor's tree. And then they had to come in and seal the home, check to see where these critters were getting right. in. Right. And uh, so all, let me just jump ahead. So And they needed to park in your neighbor, in your tenant's driveway, well, right? While it was well, happening. Well, because we had tree trimmers right. and all this. And, and I and tried talking to the neighbor since it's not my tree, but they don't live on the property. So I had to just really bless the whole thing. And right. my landscaper said he was able to trim the tree. The pest control... Contractor was going to come on a Saturday, but the soonest that the tree trimmer could come was that Saturday or the following Monday. Right. So I was like, all right. You know, I was kind of hoping the tree trimming could be prior to so we could clear that out and have a clear access to where anything might be going in the roof. Right. But instead of demanding, can you come earlier? I'll pay you a little extra. I just tried to throw it all in God's hands. And then there was the other added bonus of my tenant living there. And the pest control, the tree trimmer needing to be in the backyard and on their roof and needing access to the driveway to haul all these tree tr- right. branches out. Right. And then also the fact that they were coming at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Right. The pest control contract and they need to go inside the house. And I'm like, the first scary thought was, ah, why could not I schedule this? Other people schedule things when their tenants are away. And right. And right. And I said, Daryl, stop that. Yes. Everything's in divine order. The Friday before the Saturday, the landscaper, the tree trimmer, was just two houses away from mine, and he hadn't given me a definitive time if it was going to be Saturday or that Monday. Right. So I said to him, I said, do you think you're going to be coming tomorrow or Monday? And he goes, I could do it today. I said, what? Wow. I could do it today at 2.30. Coincidentally... The tenant was going to be working all afternoon. So I just texted her, can the landscaper get in and use the dryer? Right. and She says, of course, I'm not going to be home till late. The tree trimmer comes the Friday before. He gets done. The tenant comes home and says, hey, would, you, would it be possible for you to take care of my cat? I'm going to Palm Springs for the weekend. Wow. So I won't be here tomorrow, you know, over the weekend. Right. So the next day when the uh, pest control came, first of all, the tree trimming needed to be done prior to. Right. Because the pest control contractor wouldn't have been able to find the access if it was after. Right. So it was, everything was in divine order and everything got handled so effortlessly. And the, the scheduling. Right. It, it was just profound how this stuff works, but this all goes hand in hand right. with doing a morning routine because the morning routine really lays a foundation right. for you to live righteously. Right. And you know how all throughout the Bible, it says the righteous don't suffer, they're immune to all these dangers. Yes. What that means is I used to think it meant you know almost like better than, but it's not what it means. The word righteousness means... Right use of thinking. Right, It's the right use of our mind. Those who use their mind where they're taking God as their partner and take the time in the morning to make that connection, to plug in with their higher power, this is how, for the most part, life goes. It doesn't mean we're not going to get concerned throughout our day or when unexpected things come up, like Ed and I share all the time. Right. But it does give us a little bit more... Um, What would you confidence that this stuff really does work so that we we are able to take our hands off because the moment we start thinking I need to control others or outcomes, I'm out of control. All right. Well, coming up. That is awesome, man. Coming up next, spiritual playboy Matt Pazzarelli
1: joins the show to read and discuss today's daily word playful. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio.
3: You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at thing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing.
4: I hope you're still thinking. Thankfully, welcome to the second half of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed.
1: Yes, and I have a quick reading to start us off from Master Meditations by Donald Curtis, where he says, God is the source of my life, and all that comes from him is good. This is my criterion for happiness. It is an experience in which I achieve my highest identification with God. I anticipate and accept only that which is of good, and the depth of my belief fills my days with gladness and thanksgiving. Oh, and then one other thing. Daryl, you handed me this. I had to read this. Yes. Two of these. This is from the five fundamentals of truth, the basic ideas that make up the unity belief system. It says the keys to the kingdom. And one of number three was the law of mind action. Human beings create their experience by the activity of their thinking. Anything in the manifest realm has its beginning in thought. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. Then prayer, yes. prayer. We release or deny that which is not of God. That's like we say. This is you know we've been talking about that. We have, we deny that which is not true and affirm that which that which we know to be in the harmony. We affirm that which we know to be in harmony with God. And then action. We were talking about this yes. in the first segment. Living the truth, knowing and understanding the laws of life or truth are not enough. We mo- we must also live the truth that we know. Practice, practice,
4: practice. And the practice is in our thinking. Yes. All right. We do thank our listeners at this time. Yes. Thank you, listeners. And we love you. We love when we get mail. We got some really good letters to read this episode. If you like to mail us letters, um, you could write to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. You could also check out our website, darrellnedd.com, to uh, just hit the contact button and you send us an instant email, and yes, we get those emails.
1: Yes, we want to thank our chief engineer. Uh, Every week, he makes us sound amazing. His name's Jeff Comfort, and each week,
4: he takes us
1: right into the comfort zone. Shout out to the prayer line, a.k.a. Silent Unity. They really are the heart and soul of what Unity is. Daily Word is actually part of Silent Unity. Um, So let's see here. Um, If you want to call Silent Unity, we do it all the time. You call 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. Someone there will think thankfully with you, and you will immediately... Reap the benefits. I do it all the time. If, if you ca- if I call them and I don't have the time, what I will do is just press 2 and I'll hear a pre-recorded prayer. And even that is enough to kick me into thankful thinking. They also have an app. It's the letter U, the word pray. If you get the free app, the letter U, the word pray, you pray. You can text in your prayers or press one button and call them from the app, which is also amazing. And like I said, Daily Word is... Um,
4: Part of our morning routine, and
1: it's part of silent unity. Yes, we it is. Discover that, and um, so well, we read it every morning. Um, we have. What are we going to say?
4: I was going to say there's also an app, the Daily Word app, and we recommend you subscribe. Ed and I both get the paper version sent to our homes, but we also have the electronic version, which is the Daily Word app. Yes, and, and what's uh, wonderful ahead, yeah. about that is. It has a button of meditations. You could go through numerous guided meditations on yes. the Daily Word app. It also has the feature that a voiceover artist has pre recorded all the daily words for the present month. Yes. So you can listen to those through the sound system in your car, right. on your phone, on your headset. Right. And man, it's worth it just for that. The subscription rate is so low. Yes. Go to dailyword.com. Check it out for yourself. I just
1: re-upped mine for two more years, as a matter of fact. Yeah. It, digital and paper. It's a bargain. It I really I get the large is. print, too. I don't know why I like it that way. Daryl gets the original size. He puts it in yes. his pocket. Um So we always like to bring in a guest.
4: Yes, and today's guest is a longtime friend. He's been on the show several times before. His name now is Matt Pazzarelli, but I actually knew him when he was
1: John Francis. Hey, Matt, how are you?
2: Good to be here. Good to speak to you guys. I'm doing well.
1: So, Matt, you've been listening to this whole darn show. You got any thoughts bubbling up uh, after hearing us go on and on?
2: Well, I like the thankful stuff. I was kind of getting lost in that in a good way. And uh, I don't know. Last night, I I had a very active day today. And last night, I was was trying to predict the day. I call that predicting that the next day is going to be difficult and long. And I caught myself and said, hey, stop predicting tomorrow. I got to tell you, I had a wonderful day. It's been easy. And I even got to rest for a 45 minutes, take a nap, and I've completed everything that was scheduled. So I don't know if that's part of it, but I'm thankful for that, of erasing that thought of thinking I could predict tomorrow. Well,
1: that's a big part of it. Yes. I'm glad you pointed that out because when my rational mind is full of fear, down to worry, I actually, that part of me, and I'd say like in those moments, I tend to believe that In order for me to get things done, I'm going to have to worry. I'm going to have to have a hard and bad day. But that is actually the opposite of the truth. It always turns out that if I stop doing what you said, predicting the negative stuff, and start going back into thankful, uh, trusting, appreciating the moment I'm in, like like with you, things get done in better than expected ways and more – more smoothly and beneficial to all in ways that we could have never predicted if we were coming out of that fearful place. I love that.
4: Yeah, you know, it's. I'm glad you're sharing this because even our daily word that John and Matt is going to read shares how, with the joyful attitude, the things we had planned for our day seemed to be resolved with ease. And it's so true because... I never, like, that's why, I, like, when you really learn these laws of mind and you cooperate with them, like we've been talking about this entire episode, it really transforms the idea of having to overcome things Yeah, as opposed to transcending them. Right. Where, you know, being a partner with God or on my own, you know, cursing the world going, what next? The hits just keep coming, you know? Right, <laughs> yes. And that's the way I used to think. But this is the great news. What what you just shared is it in a nutshell, and that's what we mean by practice, 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 that we have now the choice. We're always co-creating with God. You can't get away from that. Whether you like it or not, yes. whether you know it or not, you are always practicing your life according to spiritual law because spiritual law exists. So for better or worse, we're getting the results of how we're using our minds. And once you understand these things, even though sometimes we don't go along with them all the time, we will always see the corresponding effect. And your example is perfect because that's it in a nutshell. It doesn't mean I can't control the, the thoughts that come into my mind, but I could keep them from building a nest. Right. And the good news is, as soon as we change our mind, just like you did, it changes the results. Yes. It means that as soon as we ask for help, the healing begins. Right. As soon as we let go of the thoughts that we know this is silly for me to keep thinking this, the healing begins. Yes. We start float. Yeah. We start. We fall back into the positive stream of life.
2: Yeah. And it wasn't a, a hard, thought-out thing. It was just a natural. I'm like, oh, stop predicting. Stop trying to predict tomorrow. Like, right. it just came to me that way.
4: Well, you know what, though, Johnny? Let I mean, you've been doing a morning routine for how many years now? So you should let our listeners know. I mean, it gets easier because of these practices.
2: Yes. 19 years. Wow. Um, haven't missed one.
4: Me neither. Because it it feels so good to do it. I can't imagine not doing it. I know. I know.
1: And you said it like perfectly right there. You said it like, oh, and it wasn't hard. And Sometimes it's easy for us when we're practicing this stuff to dismiss that. But that is actually evidence because our good comes in over calm seas. Yes. We weren't put here on earth. Wherever we got this idea that we were put on earth to suffer and that there's some virtue in it is so backwards, man. We are here. To practice these things, to harmonize with God, with good, and then let our good come to us over calm seas. It always comes through a funny little inspiration. In my case with my job when it was getting shifted around, the little idea that I had to trust that that woman at the district, a friend of mine, was working on my behalf, it almost seemed insignificant in the face of these worries that were going, no, but you need to do something. You need to be preparing. You need to stand up for yourself. But the truth was that one little thought I had, you know what, I'm going to believe that she, is, and I even wrote it down, that that person is making wise choices, is appreciating me, is making choices for my highest good. And that is actually what came to pass. And it was the still easy voice, that, that easy idea. That's what turned out to be the most beneficial to everyone involved. That's what's incredible.
4: Oh, my God. Listen to this. We weren't even planning to read from this book. I only brought it to return it because I realized I already have a copy of it. Oh, nice! I'll take it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it's great. So, listen to this. You are in. This is from "Treat Yourself to Life" by Doctor Raymond Charles Barker. Now, he is a science of mind minister.
1: Right, Ernest Holmes. Yeah,
4: from this that from the Ernest Holmes was his uh, was the uh, founder. Founder. There you go. And this is what he says on page twenty three and treat yourself to happiness is the chapter. You are in heaven to the extent that you are able to control your consciousness. You do not experience heaven through a church, a religion, or a book. You produce it through the disciplining of your own consciousness. Yes. You have heaven when you relax and realize that this world is a grand place. This world is a great adventure when you are feeling well, have enough money, are happy and have friends that is why everyone takes a two weeks vacation to experience heaven on your vacation. You have peace, joy, and plenty for two weeks you don 't worry about anything because you are enjoying yourself, and that is heaven. But he reminds us this world is heaven, but you are not seeing heaven and becoming, and because you are not seeing heaven, you are not experiencing it. You see heaven by clearing your own vision, not by changing the world. You see heaven by treating yourself to life here and now. And that's that peaceful idea. But also, like he says from the very beginning, it's knowing that we have a choice over our thinking, which is our consciousness. You know, our consciousness, another definition of consciousness is thoughts and feelings.
2: Right. Right. Outstanding.
1: Do you want to read? Well, the- let me say too. I like the way because I, you know, the word "control" can, can can mean a lot of different things to me. I, I and I like the word "directing your consciousness" because yes, the kind of control we're talking about is like in Matt's case. He, yes. like he said it was a loving, lighthearted. What are you doing? Stop predicting. It's, you know, it's like, yeah, more
4: of choosing than yeah, controlling.
1: Yeah, it's more of choosing, directing, lovingly redirecting. And, uh, yeah, Matt gave us a great example of that in his story. So, um, yeah, let's want to get on with the Daily Word, Matt.
2: Sure. Okay, uh, the the word uh, for the day is playful, and that's I am a radiating center of joy and jubilation. I focus today on an energy of playfulness, choosing to discover joy on every journey. Looking on the lighter side allows me to complete tasks with ease, sooner than expected, with free time available for relaxation. I take full advantage of this opportunity to do things I enjoy. Concentrating my energy on finding fun sparks my creativity and new ideas flow easily. My step is lighter, and each hour that passes seems more meaningful and precious. Everywhere I go, I share a smile or joke with as many people as I can, watching with delight as those feelings of gladness create waves of cheer that have everyone feeling buoyed and joyful. Work becomes a playful endeavor. Smiles multiply, and with an attitude of appreciation, good humor grows. Now, I never knew there was scripture like this, and it says, Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all their toil. Ecclesiastes 3.13. That was the coolest thing. Um, Can I tell you something I did today because of that? Yes. Okay. Okay, so I go through the day I get up in the morning and I'm looking at that and I'm saying, Okay, I'm pretty cool with the day, I'm thankful, I'll walk through everything, but I still might not have been completely convinced that I wasn't predicting the day. So I said, God, I dare you to make something playful in this day.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: (laughs)
4: Love it. So
2: I walked and I went and I had an appointment downtown. And all of a sudden there were detours. All of a sudden every detour was a shortcut. Wow. To where I was going. Wow. Okay, so I get through my morning, I have time now after I make it to my office after my first appointment at someone else's office to go eat some breakfast. So I go and I'm sitting down in a restaurant I go to often and I'm sitting there and things are good and the and the reading came to me playful I'm like, what can I do right now? Uh, I have time. Everything's going well. So I said, I'm going to do something really silly that I that most people would think you can't do. So I I got up in my from my booth. I was by myself, and I started singing loud. And I said <laughs> that would be I would be mortified doing something to attract attention, acting out of the norm. Two other tables started singing with me. What was the song? (laughs) It was the greatest spinning. I mean...
4: What song? you got to tell us the song.
2: uh, I don't remember. I was just singing whatever song was (laughs) coming over the (laughs) music. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Wow.
2: (laughs) And it was so wonderful. People were singing, and then I started talking to the tables. Wow. Yeah. So... That's, so that's heaven you know, on I earth. Said, I dare you, God, to make this day uh, something playful. Wow. Like saying. And sure enough, oh, it was wonderful. Oh, man.
4: That's living. Yeah. Yes.
2: You know, now I'm trying to think of the song again.
4: Well, maybe <laughs> it'll come it back to you. <laughs> No, I like yeah. that you said it's just singing along to what was already playing because that gives yeah. everyone permission that, you know, I could do that if I want and to. And I like
1: the way you uh, planted the seed by saying, I dare you, God. You set your intention in that fun way, and then it happened naturally. And that that's, yeah, that is heaven on earth. I love that. That's incredible.
2: Yeah. I have fun with God sometimes. I, I say stuff like that. Because I don't never seems to mind when I do that. It's, totally. it's like another interaction,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah, we read from Thomas Troward recently where it's saying, like, the real sin is not asking too much, it's asking too little. We, we don't step out on a limb and dare God to make our day playful or dare God to show oh, wow. us how amazing we are and loving and rich in his eyes, you know, in all these wonderful ways. And so I love that, man.
4: Well, and then going yeah, with, with the, going with that inspired hunch, yes. though—that's thats, that's also—I know—that's the—that's the kicker. Because how many times have yes. angels whispered in our ears, "Go ahead and sing along to the song"? No, I don't yeah, know. Right. I better not. Now that's. Meanwhile, that's an angel saying, "No, do it. I'm on your side. This is going to be great." And right. You went with it, and look at the results. It always ends up that way.
2: Right and strangers connect in yes. the happiest place, you know, in that higher place. They connect. I connected with people, and and we kind of joined together. You know, it's, yes. it's wonderful. Yes. Um, yeah,
1: that's right. So, this love and this joy, because people think that bringing people together through like, um, like uh, think we'll protest, and, uh, protest, or thinking like he, real heady stuff the thing that really unifies us is getting into that loving space yes. because that's the place where we're already unified and we just have to activate it because we're all naturally connected in that way and the way you did your morning routine which is like hopping on when i'm listening to your story it's like you're hopping on the magic carpet ride and giving god permission to take you through these detours and all i'm sure all of that's opening you up and you're starting your day's flowing and then you end up there and now you're ready for the song and it's just like one thing leads to the another in the most unexpected ways.
4: Well, you know what I always have to remember too is that in those moments when we get that joyful nudge from God or our you know the angels whatever you want to call it that intuitive right, right. thought to just get up and sing or to say hello or to introduce yep. yourself yes. because you see something there. Or to tell that funny story to someone because you feel the urge to but then you start feeling yep. like you got to hold back. Right. I have to remember that every one of those people like the angels are telling me that God is nudging me forward with this joyful feeling because he's letting me know they are dying to hear it that these right. people yeah. can't wait. Like yeah. it's almost like it, it's almost like he's letting me know no these are I'm I'm setting you up with the most receptive group. That's why you're getting this hunch. Yeah. Like they they're dying to hear this, and as soon as you let loose, everyone was like, ah, I'm in heaven yes. now. Yes. You actually you actually opened the door to heaven for everyone in that diner.
2: Everyone in there. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's so cool. You know, Sometimes the social customs that we go by are our biggest uh, detriment. Right to like do something silly or out of the ordinary, yes. and it, it it holds us in prison. Yeah, in a right. Who told? A, whoever said a sixty-year-old man can't go sit on the grass in a parking lot? Right, you know, silly stuff or a somersault or <laughs> <idiot>. yes.
3: <laughs> wow, <laughs>
2: you know so, somewhere we. Somewhere along the way somebody told us that and we start abiding by yeah. it. Yeah. Smaller and smaller. Right. Uh, yeah. And we think so. the world
1: needs to change, but really we just have to change our mind and open yes. us up to this good and be and the be the first one to let it out. Yes.
2: Yeah, and people sing along with us. Yes, them. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, yeah, that's what happened to me when I talked to that principal earlier today, I I started singing from my heart about everything I love and I was being myself in a new way and she was so receptive and it wouldn't have been that long ago that I would have just been like, nah, she doesn't want to hear that, you know, so I hear you and and by the way, we got to get moving here because Matt, we love being with you. We have a story for you from TMZ. Uh, okay. we'll find out if it's true. You know how it is with our stories. we're never we can never really confirm that they're true. Did
4: Johnny Rossi tell you this story, Ed Oh yeah, I think he was the one,
1: man. I think he was the one. so you know how far you, <laughs> you know how far you can throw him. so uh let's see it says Matt Pasarelli had some friends over for dinner one night when it came time to sit down to eat, they noticed that Matt sat to eat on the floor on a towel that was laid out, and his cat was seated at the table with the guests. Eating off a plate and drinking from a glass. After an uncomfortable moment, one of his friends turned to Matt and asked, Matt, what's going on here? This is insane. Why are you sitting on the floor eating dinner while your cat sits at the table with us? Matt put up, put up his hands and
4: replied, You don't understand. He's very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: he is-
4: uh, speaking, speaking of cats, Enzo, the FedEx feline, look what, look what male did, did Enzo drag in. All right. Maureen Swift from Chicago says,
1: hola, Daryl and Ed, where do I begin to tell you how much I look forward to your program and appreciate your down-to-earth, practical, comedic, comedic approach to spirituality? I wish you had a daily program. Anyway, I appreciate you both and can relate to Ed working in the school system. I'm, I'm an occupational therapist, or OT, FYI, the best sorry to ed's friend lol we talked about my friend working in chicago public school system i work in special ed like ed and love my peeps could that be a three minute meditation No. was that the the three breaths is probably what you meant Yes. yes right uh anyway you guys are the best i share your website to family and friends whenever i get the chance thanks for being authentic loving and kind the planet needs more of you Love and blessings. Keep rocking. Maureen Swift from Chicago. Chi-town. And then we got one more from Catherine. Uh, Bernards. Bednars? Yes. He's from New Jersey. Hi, I grew, up, I grew up Catholic but couldn't relate to the church as I got older, and the recent ever-evolving news just made me weep. Indeed, I too think I was throwing the baby out with the bathwater. However, I found unity and you. I'm enjoying your program very much. In particular, I love the, the Everyone's a Minister. You don't need a certificate. You are so down to earth. Those are two episodes. Yep. Brett, my friend uh, Ribanek, loved that. Everyone's a Minister also. Wow. Yeah. You are so down to earth, and yet I've been practicing these principles for years. Good to hear the reinforcement of them. Keep on talking. I'm listening. Regards, Catherine in New Jersey.
4: Hi, boys. Neil
1: Diamond. Yeah,
4: you probably know this one. It sounds a lot like a monkey song, but it's not.
1: Or a a John Cougar song. You ready? Yeah.
4: Worrying turns me me off and I don't don't mean maybe. Nine to five five ain't taking me where where I'm I'm down. down. (laughs) When it's It's done, I run out to see my baby. We get grooving when When the sun goes down. down. I thank the Lord Lord for the nighttime to forget the day. day. A day of up up, up, uptight time, God God will chase it away. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And as always, thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl on Unity Online Radio. I get relaxation. It's a time to groove. I thank the Lord for the nighttime. I thank the Lord for you.
3: Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better than expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.
1: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening
0: world.